Welcome to School of Parenting uh, with me, Rachel, and we've got Sam here today. Good morning, Sam. Hello, hello. How are you? Hot, hot, hot. Well, you cycled, didn't you? You Yeah, that was quite nice. It's downhill from where I live, so it's okay. It's when I go back, it's uphill. I think that's very impressive. So what are we talking about today? Well, we are going to be chatting about exam leavers. So um, the ones that finish their GCSEs, they've finished their A-levels, and you've now got them at home with you. What are they doing? Because you've got three months ahead of you. Um, it's a long time. You know, they've, they've finished a lot earlier than they would normally. So we're going to hear from some of our listeners on what your children are up to and um, and also some of the experts just to give you some tips on and some ideas as well. Um, have you, how many of you, how many children have you got at home? Uh, those that I, I claim to own too. <laughs> there may be others hanging around that aren't mine. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Brilliant. Um, yeah, I mean, I've also got two and they are doing exams, but they're a lot younger. So they will be going through till July, which I kind of feel quite relieved about at the moment. I can't imagine having three months um, with with children at home and, and not, not sure what to do with them. So we asked some of our listeners last week to let us know what your children are up to. And I had quite a few responses. So um, first of all, we heard from Claire Winter. Actually, Claire was our guest uh, last week. Uh, only, only last week. It's been a long week. Um, she's got an 18-year-old. So that's a, a finished A-levels. And um, her daughter is hoping to travel and work. So she then has some money when she gets to uni uh, next year. So she's taking a year off. And I've actually heard there's quite a few uh, few children, friends' children are doing that, taking a year off. Now, hopefully, they will get to do some travelling. I guess that's the what, what might normally be a gap year and they go off and travel around the world, that's not going to be the same, is it? Well, it, we, nobody knows, but in come September, you know, it, well, based on the announcement last night by Boris, it could mm. be that, you know, we're a month away from full-on lockdown, you know, masks no longer required and et cetera. Yeah. Travel 
probably will take a few months to clear through. But I reckon by September, October, you know, if you want to go travelling, the only challenges are some of the other countries you might want to visit might pose restrictions. I don't think, you know, quite often kids go to New Zealand or Australia... Yes, I think they're saying New Zealand uh, something like not until February. They're, well, they're going to be looking at it because I've got a friend of mine who's due to go there next Easter. My, She's a, getting worried already. Yeah, my personal recommendation, if it, I was the parent of a child saying they wanted to go travelling, would be not to travel this year. No. To go to uni. Yeah. To do their uni, finish uni, three, sometimes four years, depending on how long their uni is. Yeah. In three or four years' time. This hopefully, well, it better be all sorted, right? Yeah. Then yeah. take your gap year, then travel, then, mm. you know, and all the all the worries about is it a COVID passport you need? Do countries let you in? Is everyone vaccinated? Mm. Yada, yada, yada. Three or four years from now, pray to God, we, we, you know, we are back to some normality. But yeah, no, I wouldn't recommend it now. What about, though, can you start, can, um, can children start university, then take a year off? Like do a year, then take a year. No, off. they can't take a year oh, in the okay. middle of their uni. Okay, so they can't defer. They, they can't start and then defer the middle. Okay. Um, okay, so it is making a decision then. Do they go to university, get it done, get that under their belt, or do they take? Well, there is an, a the third option. Um, my daughter did a year in industry, so she has a four-year course in business. And so her third year was in industry. Now that third year happened to coincide with COVID, which was a blessing in disguise in terms of her university experience won't be spoiled Mm, she mm. didn't really have a good job experience because she was at home working for the company Mm. but let's assume that things get back to some normality somebody could go and do their university four-year course and then the third year let's say which is their year in industry could be year in uh, I know one of my daughter's friends, Molly, she did her year in industry in Australia. She worked for one of the Australian rugby league teams. Mm. She's a sports psychologist. She was at Bath Ooh. University. So she was working with Bath Rugby Club when she was here in Bath, getting some experience. Yeah. And then in her gap year, she went and worked in Australia for a rugby league club. Ah, and okay. so that was quite a cool way. some connections. Well, she'd just done some work, in, yeah, yeah, through Bath. And, and so I think... You know, you don't always have to do your one year work experience in the country of your, you know, yes. the UK. Yeah, you can combine the two then, travel and you Could. Okay. And then we've got Steve and Jenny. Um, they they run a property development company, Revere Homes in Bourne End. And they have a son who's finished A-levels. He's working part-time in a restaurant to give him money for... He's, planning to go to uni in September but just so he's got some money um, because mum and dad have suggested actually it would be nice to go to uni with some money because then you can enjoy the first few months and not have to worry about getting part-time work immediately I mean do most people when they go to university they're they're going to get some kind of part-time work everyone but my daughter yeah oh really Yeah, my daughter decided that that was not going to be in her portfolio. I got the, oh, I have to work all day. I can't work at night as well. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> love you, love you, darling, but you are so, a princess. So she is funded by the bank of mum and dad. Oh, so funded. It, can, I, can I tell you, it's like she's just finished this year in industry and we've funded the whole year because unfortunately and slightly illegally, um, the company who employed her to work as an intern didn't pay her. 
Oh. So we'd got her a job with another company and it was a great job because she was going to end up working her last three weeks were going to be in Cannes at the film festival Ooh. working. So she was going to be working for that company who organises it. And so that was a great, and she would have been paid for the year, and it would have been, um, and she would have worked in London. It would have been lovely. Anyway, that all went peak tong, and mm. so she got a last minute offer from somebody to work in a PR company, and it was like we said, right, take it, because otherwise you're just going to be sat around for a mm. year. She took it, as I said, work from home, but of course she's just got to the end of it, and she's just turned around. So, darling, we think you should go and get a part-time job. You know, go and work in a bar, go and mm. work in, yeah, whatever. Oh, my God, I've just had the whole year of working and I'm about to go to university and I've got to have a summer. I have got to have a summer. You don't understand. You just don't understand. Oh, no. And but part-time like, work, a little bit of part-time work is good. Exactly. We said, look, you don't have to work five days a week or seven no. days a week. Just three, do a couple of shifts. Oh, I think about it. Oh, I'm going to my room to lie down. <laughs> But your other daughter is working. Yeah, my youngest, strangely, has got a work ethic. Okay. (laughs) My 16-year-old has... uh, Actually, strangely, um, that's one of the things. The GCSEs for 16-year-olds finished early. They're all out. Yes, yeah. So they actually have had a real good head start because they're just going around going, Yeah. Gives a job. Gives a job. And uh, strangely, they're going, Oh, yeah, there's no one else around. Yeah, we love you. Come on in. So she's got shifts working at a, a pub restaurant and, uh, yeah, she's happy. She suddenly realised how lucrative babysitting is. Oh, It's like yes. double or triple time the, av- yes. the national yeah. wage. <laughs> oh, that's excellent. And people are very generous, aren't they, around here with their babysitting? They are. Do you but think? They're, 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 they're just starting to go back out again. Yeah. So it's a really big thing. They've probably forgotten how much babysitting rates are. I don't care they what... They imagine that they they've really gone They really don't care. And then they just... You'll bung you a couple of, uh, you know, a bit extra as Here's well. a couple of quid yeah. and there's a few more. Yes. Stay, please stay. Yes. Let me go out. Exactly. I think that's what a lot of parents are doing. They've, I, I wouldn't even know what the going rate is for a babysitter. It's about £10 an hour. Is it? Yeah. Is it? It's more okay. than you earn. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> more than I earn. Definitely. <laughs> Certainly more than I earn. Definitely. Well, actually, you're saying about that, with my with my other work hat on, I was actually uh, doing something with my stock the other day, out and about, and two uh, young men came in, young boys, young men, and asked um, for a job. And I just thought that was brilliant. They, Gives a job. They, yeah. They just walked in, the two of them. And I just think that takes a lot of courage, doesn't it? To, you know, they've, they're obviously the two of them have come and said, come on, let's do it together. But they were literally going shop to shop to shop mm. and just saying, do you have any jobs? And I just thought, good on them. Yeah. Good on them for that. I thought that was brilliant. Um, so also Steve and Jenny have got a daughter who she has just finished her GCSEs. She's got a coaching job at, um, at a gym and she also works a few hours a week in a coffee shop. So um, because, as, as Jenny said, she needs to fund her clothes buying and her sociable lifestyle. So um, yeah. Well done, Jenny. She's, she's very happy that they're both working and not relying on the bank of mum and dad. <laughs> And then we've got Sarah Alhawari. Uh, she's a personal trainer from Go Figure Personal Training. She's got her oldest has just finished A-levels. Uh, he's been working part-time throughout sixth form. He works as a lifeguard. He has got a side business buying and selling limited edition trainers. 
and she's oh. actually making quite a profit for himself. What's that? Massive. What's that all about? I'd never so, heard of that. Yeah, so there's um, there's two famous cases of kids who were in their seventeens or eighteens in London. Yeah. Who one of the kids had got in with one of the uh, Arsenal youth team players, right? Right. And I'm not a trainers person personally, but but if you are into trainers, yes. they they trade at like several hundred pounds something certainly if you've got the latest greatest newest model yeah so this kid was basically he he'd worked out that he said look i'll be your personal shopper you tell me what trainers you want i'll go get them and he'd had he literally had a stock of everything that was available that's brand new and so he would turn up at the training ground with all the stuff the guys would fit them on yeah love it got it thanks that's it and then they recommended the senior team use him Oh, so okay. suddenly he was supplying all the, you know, these guys are on 150,000 a week or some of them, you're right. And so, you know, for them, it's like, it's an inconvenience to have to go shopping or even just yeah. to get them online. I didn't even imagine they even went shopping. No, they probably have a personal <laughs> trainer for that or a shopper. But this, this young kid did it and now he's worth mega, you know. Um, yeah, it's a great model if you can get uh, into it, but not every, I mean, look, it's a bit like everyone wants to be a social media influencer in that age group. Yes, yes, yeah. Oh, well, hats off to him. He's going off to accountancy and finance in Birmingham in September. I've got a feeling he's going to do well. Yeah, I have a feeling too. <laughs> um, and then Sarah has also got a child who's finished GCSEs as well. Um, so that's the thing. Lots of people have got a couple of children at home, haven't they, in this situation. Um, he's working part-time, uh, about 20 hours a week at the Bell and Dragon in Cookham. Um, but one thing um, that I, I thought was great that she insists with both of them is they, she's got a rule. They have to communicate what they are doing, what they're up to, what they're doing. So all arrangements, all activities, they just have to run them past Sarah just so she knows. And that's, that's basically her rule. What do you mean by that? Well, um, all activities, as in where they are at any time of the day. Where they are, so she, so what he does with his with his mates, Sarah said. So what right. what he's up to, I suppose. She, so she she knows where he is. Okay, so Sarah, did your parents do that to you? I bet that she didn't. Oh, I don't know, but do you think it's a little bit different? Do you think though we were doing a lot more? We were doing a lot more at a younger age. Than, yeah, I mean, look, than children are now, aren't we, they? We, we didn't have mobile phones. We weren't trackable. No, Our parents, no, absolutely said, not. You know, where are you going? I'm going down the park with my mates. When are you coming home? Well, I'll be home for lunch, or I might be home for dinner. Yeah, that was about the sum yes. of my parents. Yes. I mean, at thirteen, fourteen, I'd take a, I'd go and see friends somewhere else in the other side of where I lived. Uh, I'd either go on a bus or a train, and my, or my parents, yep. if I could, get mm. them to drop me, and then they wouldn't see me for two days because I'd mm. stay over, right? Mm. And and they would, they would assume, wouldn't they, if they rang that landline number, you know, when we had phones mm. kind of by the front door on a little phone table, telephone table. Yes. <laughs> with the leads. Have you tried to explain um, that to children? <laughs> and, um, yeah, and then they, they, they might call in. But, um, but yeah, that's it. She just, Sarah just wants to know, you know, roughly where they are. But she also does ask both. Both boys are expected to help out around the house. So mm-hmm. um, both of them cook. They walk the dog, they cut the grass, and they help out with the youngest brother. And and I fully think that's right if you can get your children to do it. I have failed in all of those aspects. <laughs> yeah, I, I wonder if it's something you just have to start early because I, I'm slightly worried I haven't actually started that early enough. Um, or, or when they start wanting money, money 
to spend on clothes, whatever yeah. it is, but maybe they don't have a job, then that's definitely t- the time where you've got you've got to um, get them to help out. And then uh, Jenny Tishi from Lunchbox Doctor has a 16-year-old who's just finished for the summer. She's doing extra shifts at her normal Saturday job. She's doing a one-week course at the London School of Fashion. Mm-hmm. And other than that, Jenny Tishi says... She's just having a great old time. So <laughs> good on her. I hope she's pacing herself. I hope she's pacing herself because she's still got a few a few months to go. So that was just what some of our listeners had to share. Um, yeah, I think that 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 sounds great. They've got a, obviously they've got three months of this, haven't they? So they've got to uh, if you've got a couple of children at home, you do have to have some kind of plan in place. And when we come back, we're just going to go to a song. But when we're going to come back, we're going to hear from a couple of experts as what they suggest um, what you can be doing with your children over this really long break with possibly no holidays or um, on the horizon, as in holidays away. This is Ronan Keating. Life is a roller coaster and it certainly has been, hasn't it, at the moment.
welcome back to School of Parenting with me, Rachel, and um, Sam's here. We're chatting about what your child is doing if they've finished their exams. Um, obviously, uh, lots of them have finished their exams much much earlier than planned and we've just been hearing from some of our listeners um, telling us what their children are up to um, if you want to let us know um, please email in to rachel at river.radio and let us know what your children are up to for this long summer well I promised that when we came back we'd hear from a couple of experts and uh, their suggestions and also Sam of course <laughs> Um, so I, I was doing a bit of research on this and John Sharry, who is a journalist, he obviously points out students can benefit from a really long break, especially, of course, after the year that they've had, because yeah. it has taken a toll, hasn't it, on lots of our lots of our children. And I think for lots of them as well, we might not even realise what a toll it's taken, I think, as well as they're, as they're adjusting. I'm hearing, you know, parents, even with children who are back in school, said that, you know, even just having that... Um, first half term back then the half term week and then another another half term ahead of them have hit a bit of a wall so I think sometimes we think our kids are are really super resilient but but perhaps we're not sure of um, of what that pressure has had on them. So yes, they can definitely benefit from a long break. But what he's pointed out is what a lot of parents have a little bit of a dilemma over, because as you said earlier, Sam, it's not like decades ago where we would go out for the day, parents might not know exactly where we, we, we are. We are a lot more involved and we know, you know, lots of us have got the, um, what's that app you've got on your phone? I forget the name of it, where you can track where your child is. So find my my so, find my my iPhone is what we use, and then it's got oh, people okay. within it. And there's a lot. I want to say Life three hundred and sixty as well is another one. I but my, but anyway, so you can actually track track where they are. So we've probably we're probably um, you know kind of protecting them possibly a little bit too much but even though the age of our children they're not going to have a childminder obviously for lots of them they are a little bit too old for organized camps aren't they so I mean my son for example he's 13 he goes to football camps I mean that's great for us that's what fills his holidays whatever the holidays are now that those football camps will be back that's what he'll be doing or cricket um but if they're that bit older, you, you still want to have some kind of monitoring and involvement so you know what they're up to. I, I guess I, I have to ask you why. Well, just in... So what John Sharry is saying, he's saying what a lot of parents are concerned about, if they're getting on with their job, is do you necessarily want your child on Xbox 12 hours a day? Well, again, I ask why. Because we are the parents who've created this over-dependent, molly-coloured society. Mm. And then we worry that they're a snowflake generation who can't cope. And then we talk about mental health and anxiety because we've made them those children. Mm. We are the generation who've done that to them. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we, our parents never did it to us. Mm. The problem is, by micromanaging your children every mm. five minutes, mm. you know, where are you going? Who's that friend? Where are you going? Mm. Are you on the box? Don't spend too much there. Don't go, but don't go out. Mm. Dare you go out because yes. that'll happen. But stay in, but stay in, but don't be on the Xbox. So what yes. should you do? You, yeah. you can't 
be, you can't, no wonder kids are like, well, what the hell, mum, do you want yeah. me to do? Right? Well, he has suggested that you, you at least, though, have a plan, have a plan in place, a mm-hmm. loose plan. So he's suggesting that you maybe map out with some kind of schedule and you put in some, maybe it's some major events, some family events. I agree with that. Um family holidays mm-hmm. if you are still getting to go and then you've got an idea you've got a bit of a picture of what else what else have you got left um hopefully your child of that age has maybe got some kind of part-time job so they are doing something and then hopefully they are helping around the house but he said he's suggesting if you have some kind of loose plan and and then try and empower them to come up with their own goals and ideas of possibly things that they want to do. So, yes, I hear what you're saying about, you know, devices or Xbox or that kind of thing, but he's suggesting use this long period of time as an opportunity where we could sit down with them and say, right, what's maybe a new skill that you'd like to learn? Or what's a new experience? Or is there something I can do with you as mum or dad? All of that I fundamentally agree with. But I, I'm disagreeing with the yes. over micromanage, you know. Yes, yes. Sarah, no offence, but tell me where you are. Her kids are working. They're 16-year-olds and they're still having to micromanage them. Yeah. I th- well, I think, for, I think I would be the same. I would want to know where they are, just where they are. Set up find a phone tracker, you'll know. Yes. Don't ask yes. them all the time. Yeah. Maybe she hasn't got that. I will suggest that. Okay. But may, I think she... she I, I totally get that. I would like to know at least where they are or if there's or if they're going off for a party or something at least have at least know the 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 villages oh yeah no don't get me wrong i'm not saying laissez-faire walk out the front door and i'll see you when you come back feral child um no what what i mean by that is you know i said to my daughter it's a matter of trust right yes um I said to her, it's very much, you know, like an umbilical cord in many ways. I said, I will let you go so far when you're at a certain age. Mm. If you go further and then I find out you've broken my trust, then guess what? You're not going, right? And equally, that was true with parties. I said, if you're going to a party, Mm. if you end up getting drunk, I can't be so naive to believe they wouldn't try drink. Oh, absolutely. So if I said, if you get drunk, then you know what? The next party or two, you're not going. Okay. Right? So it's all a matter of trust. But I also made sure whatever party they went to, I dropped and I picked up. Okay. Um, I didn't trust coming home in a cab late at night, especially being girls. Okay. And do you think it is different, though, with boys and girls? Do you think you do you think girls open up a bit more and tell you a bit more information, a bit more detail of what's going on? We've got two girls. One's very open, one's not. Okay, I, I, I so don't think, not necessarily gender. I think boys are more... Um, boys are much more stupid in a crowd together. Mm. I mean, mm. I, I remember my own childhood. Yeah. Um, boys will do dares, they'll do stupid yes. things. Yeah. What... They will look at what danger they can put themselves into. Yeah. And they will try stuff. Now, nine times out of ten, it doesn't matter. You know, they'll climb a wall and they'll walk along the wall and it doesn't matter. Or they'll, yeah. you know, swing on a tree branch or something stupid. Yeah. But unfortunately, sometimes, like happened recently, they'll yes. go swimming. Yes. And there will be consequences because they yes. don't think. Yes. And so the only time, I guess, when my daughter says she's going with her friends, the first question I say is, are you going down by the river? Right, yeah, absolutely. And if she says, I'm going down by the river, I say, well, you're not going in. Yeah, absolutely. That's it. Yeah, yeah, 
so yeah and i guess for that reason you can then you can you've got an idea they're going to a party likely to be alcohol involved yeah if they're going to the river it, yeah, that might be your rule. Then you don't get in when you're in a big group of you. Well, There's not no just even a big group, or... but, but the problem is the river looks calm mm, from the surface. Mm. And on a hot day like today or yep. yesterday, it's very easy to be tempted into the river. Yes, The problem yeah. is the river is a fast-flowing current in the middle of it. Yeah, And if you go too far out and it pulls you and you're not a strong swimmer, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, consequences this is... are... This is something Dying. that Claire and I were talking about last week because she does the paddleboarding and um, and you know and and I know that it's something that you know it's being called for being covering things like that yet again filling the, the curriculum a bit more but just when it comes to the safety um, t- uh, subject that they cover just covering that off as yeah, well. Yeah, I mean, look, you can teach kids anything you like, right? And and you know you can lead a horse to water doesn't mean they will drink. And the yeah. problem with kids are. Again, when they get to that point, mm. that's what happens. They go, yeah, slightly, slightly group crazy. Yes, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, and so, so he suggests one of his ideas is getting them to try something which maybe pushes them out of their comfort mm-hmm. zone, and it's something new, a new experience. Um, now, uh, so I thought I'm going to tell you about what I did a couple of weeks ago okay. that really pushed me out of my comfort zone. Um, what, this? In, yeah, this, yeah, this, 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 this pushes me out of my comfort zone every week. Um, but I did hot air ballooning. Well done. Yes. I have a story for you on that in a minute oh, if you want. Good, good. Cause I was going to ask you, what have you, so, so now what was interesting is, um, one of my children, did have a go and another one of my children didn't want to have a go um so anyway I thought I needed to step up and and demonstrate that it's really important that even at 50 you can push yourself out of your comfort zone you're not 50 I am I'm off to get my second jab after straight after this excellent um anyway I was I was terrified but I it was the most amazing amazing thing um yeah what's your story then hot air ballooning well uh, we were at Bath Crescent, me and my wife, oh, lovely. and uh, we were at a company do. I won't mention the company. Okay. And my wife had, uh, strangely, <laughs> we, so irresponsible. We had our young baby daughter with us as well. And because of that, and it was my work, wife's work and not mine, I went to bed early to let the babysitter go. And uh, Jill stayed up way too late and forgot that we were ballooning at five in the morning over oh, Bath Crescent okay. or six or five or six some mm. early god hour anyway mm. so uh the morning next morning I nudged her right you ready uh, uh she was like dire hangover oh no and I'm going well we're going ballooning she's going oh okay I'll get up so she gets up we get the babysitter from the hotel to come in look after our daughter we go to where the balloon is. Luckily, there's only four of us in the balloon, plus the guy who knows what he's doing, thank God. Yes, good. <laughs> so we take off, and Jill is violently ill. But because she's quite smart as well, she waits. You know the bit where they pull the thing to let the, uh, the burner, fire, the burner, the burner go burner, up? Yes. So every time the burner went up, she went oh, over the back of the... Bu- no. So 
if you live in Bath Crescent and you notice that your cabbages came up beautifully one oh, year, no, <laughs> that'll be because my wife supplied some extra oh, protein. That is terrible. <laughs> so that is terrible. She had, she had an hour up in a balloon with a hangover. Oh no! Oh no! That is awful. That is awful. Oh no! I do feel sorry for those people that had uh, self-inflicted. What I enjoyed about it is when we did fly quite. Like we fl- we ended up flying quite low over Warwick and Warwick Castle, which mm-hmm. was amazing. And this was on a Saturday evening. It was about 7 8 o'clock. And I literally did feel like the Queen because everybody was coming out. They could hear the burner going because we were about to, we were looking for somewhere to, I wasn't looking for somewhere, the pilot was looking for somewhere to land, uh, which is why we were going quite low. So it was amazing. Fortunately, I didn't vomit over the side. Come on, tell me you gave the royal, we, as oh. people came out, you gave a royal wave. Oh, I did. I thought it was hilarious because people, they, they could hear the burner and, and, and possibly to them, it looked like we were a lot lower than we probably were. So they were waving and yelling, and I did feel like the Queen for a while. But yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure anybody can top that that story. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, yes. Uh, right. What else? What else uh, does John Sherry suggest for your children? Volunteering. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so t- two areas. So either helping out at things uh, you could maybe do it part-time but maybe some of the camps or you know if your child's involved in dance theatre football sport whatever it is but actually just helping out at something you might be too old to it they might be too old to attend but they could help out so volunteering um, at those types of things but also uh, just in the local community so um uh, just basically you can look at various organizations um it might be you know dog shelters it might be with the elderly um you know you can find out and you can look into that because obviously that looks really good on the cv doesn't it it does if you've got that and if you maybe haven't got paid work or maybe you've got a little bit either way actually having that on your cv that you've done um a little bit of paid work and is that something you think sam you know is it when is too early for children to start working on their cv uh well, obviously, too early when they're, they're at junior school. Um, but I think my 16-year-old daughter started hers this year, first time. My godsons, who are, who are now 18 and 24, started at 16. So I think 16, when you're getting your first part-time job, is the right time to do it. Do, you, um, do When you go for your, that first job, do most people ask for a CV? Are they expecting no, it? No, they're not. I mean, but I think it gives you a leg up. It's not a CV. It's like a, more like a personal statement. Okay. So when, when they're 18 and they're leaving senior school, the schools do help them put together a personal statement, which they will use as part of their university um, entrance, uh, you know, uh, documentation that they'll send. Um and really what you're looking for is, is you know, who are they, what sort of sports or clubs or volunteering that they've done in the past. Um, have they been a babysitter or done some other things? Yeah. Um, and then just really a quote from the parents, you know, what type of child you're getting. Okay. Maybe a quote from some other people who they might be able to re- use as references. Um, and so a lot of it might not be used. But, mm. but I think it also shows that the child or the, or the young teenager is, you know, thinking in a structured way. So if you're an employee and someone, mm. you said two boys walked in off yes. the street, right? Yeah. Well, you don't know them from Adam, right? No. You, so you're going, mm, I don't know, right? But if they walked in with, you know, two personal statements and mm. left them with you and they yeah. said, you know, by the way, Rachel, here you go. 
that's my mum and dad's contact details. Here's all the things I've done. Mm. And you go, oh, wow, you worked in a dog home last year and you've done this. You've done, yeah. You sound like really good kids. Yes, yeah. I'm, I, but they're walking off the street. Yeah, well, give us a job. Mm. Well, what have you done? Oh, well, we've done loads, but I'll do anything. You know, mm. and it's like, suddenly you're like, well, I don't know who you are. Mm. And I don't know your parents. I don't know where you live. I don't know anything. So I think it's a really great way to give a little bit of structure to the future employee who's mm. going to say, yeah, come and do some waitressing or come and do some bar work or, yeah. Yeah, and then as you said, if they've done something like that as well, they can get a little quote or a little, uh, what's the word, like a mini reference, I suppose. Not, yeah. a, not a full-on reference, but yeah. a mini reference. Um, and then if people do one of them follow it up, then they, they can. Possibly, I suppose, if, the, if you had a choice and you've got somebody who's handed you something like that and somebody who hasn't, that, that, that's a positive, isn't it? It's it gonna is. It's going to work in their favour. Okay, now balancing the budget, he suggested. So lots of your teens are going to want to be doing activities and events that cost money. Well, tell us, so how is this working then with your daughter who hasn't got a job? How is, so once she's back and she's going to want to be doing things, is she then having to do something else around the house to earn that? Other, I thi- wish. other errands um, or is she just totally yeah no she'll, she'll <laughs> go I've got to go I've got to go to Henley and hang out with all my girlfriends <laughs> and I've got to do something else and I've got to do this and I've got to do that yeah um, and part of us is as parents I probably I think because she's lived away from home yeah. at uni for two years and she's pretty much living with her boyfriend down at his uni at the moment because it's down in Bournemouth yeah then in many ways you know we've sort of gone okay whatever Okay. Um, it's not great parental advice, but sometimes rather than trying to batter your head against a brick wall, we've gone for the path of least resistance. Okay. Um, so do either of your children have, do they have responsibilities that are around the house and on, with any household chores, chores that they have to do? Emptying the dishwasher, but it's, it's so under duress. I can do it in five minutes myself and get on with it, right? And I, I yeah. just can't be bothered. <laughs> Um, the only time they actually lift the hoover is when they've got friends coming around and they want... Oh, they will actually vacuum For their own room. No, nowhere else. Um, and but So I guess we as parents are to blame. I can't blame my children because we, as you said earlier, didn't instil that into them at an early enough age. Okay. So they'll set the table, they'll, they'll empty the table. But, you know, even making a cup of tea, it's like, oh, you know, I can't be bothered. Yeah. And, and, and so I never ask now. Yes, yeah. Okay. All right. Now, what about in terms of, um, so we've spoken about daily plans, setting limits. So this is, this is things around screen time. It might be curfews. Um, I think that's more something GCSE age, isn't it, that you would have. Mm. Do you have a, do your, does your younger daughter have a time that she's got to be in by? Oh yeah, completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, I mean, I say we have a time. If she's at a girlfriend's, then I'm more than happy to let her have, you know, if it's not a school day, like a Saturday, then no. But we don't, one of my rules is we don't allow her to hang around on the streets. Okay. That's okay. just so, a complete no-no. Yeah, yeah. So as long as she's at, at somebody's house, then you're a bit flexible. Yeah. Okay. So, um, again, so doing these things with jointly. Do you have a curvy with, on yours? With your, well, no, because they're, because they're only, he's only 13. Oh, okay. Just 13. So, um, no, and as you said, they're mainly, um, they're at friends, friends' houses. Or if they're out and about, like he's, you know, started to go out, have a bit of independence, go to the park, go to the shop, that kind of thing. 
you know, we do have that tracking thing on his phone. <laughs> so he knows where he is. No, but we're saying, how long are you going to be? An hour, two hours? But we're just, but, but I, yeah, I mean, I definitely, I mean, it's something actually that Jenny was talking about earlier about with her, with her children. It, she said it is an ongoing challenge uh, with her son and daughter, but it's something that, you know, they, they work on together, they agree on. Now, planning your own time with your children. Are you or Jill planning to take some time off with yeah. the kids? Do you do it together as part of your holidays? Will you maybe have a bit of time with them? Are they too old for that? Are they just not? Oh, they, they wouldn't they want just to interact. They just don't want to hang out yeah, with you. Yeah, they won't they want to hang. I mean, no. what we tend to shopping, do... Shopping, though? Shop it, would they go shopping? Am I They'll being, go shopping with Jill, not me. Bit, yeah, okay. Um, They'll go shopping, clothes shopping with Jill. Um, realistically, we, we, we are going like the rest of the UK, which I'm dreading now down to Cornwall. Oh, um, are you? Oh, God help us. What we You managed to book somewhere? We did in January. Oh, oh, okay. So you had planned to do that anyway. Yeah, we thought okay. we better plan right. on something. Yeah. And yeah. I've booked all the restaurants and all the bars. <laughs> oh, yeah. We've overbooked. We've got a, we're, You've sorry, got a schedule. Sorry to the people that we're about to unbook from, but yeah, we overbooked. Oh, okay. But they'll probably appreciate it, though, won't they? Oh, no, we they're, have to. They're going to appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. But we, okay. We basically, I, I went on a Sunday morning and just literally went, right, there, 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 Okay. And even then, back in, so we booked the accommodation in January and then we booked the restaurants and stuff back in March April okay um and even one of the restaurants there was nearly fully booked for the days we were talking about. Really? So if you haven't booked now down there, I well, so I the, guess. so the problem we've got is we were going to France. Right. Uh, we we were trying to be really optimistic and thought we'd still get to France. Obviously, we're not going to isolate for ten. Uh, no, as in we're not going to go to France because we don't want to isolate. I'm not saying we're going to break the rules, of course. Um, so so we've we've postponed that. We've put that back. So whether it will happen in the final week of the holidays. Uh, we don't know. Um, so the only option, I, I'm not even going to waste my time, I think, looking at, I mean, we did get to Somerset for the half term, but Devon, Cornwall, any of those places, I don't imagine there's anything available. I'm thinking of London. I have looked into London. There is accommodation still available in London. We haven't done London for um, a couple of years with the kids. So I'm thinking maybe stay in a nice hotel, do some things in London. Obviously, it's got to all be booked in. Um, I'm not sure how, how whether I've left that too late. They do finish a little bit earlier. Um, so that's, that's what we're going to do instead. Yeah. And maybe go away in October half-term. I mean, but kids your age, they'll, they'll love going to see London Tower. Yes. I'm, yeah. I'm not sure whether Madden Two Swords will be open or not. Um, London Eye, we haven't, you know, they haven't been on yeah. the line. Last time we went up there, they both would have been too young to do some of those things. Yeah, one of, so. my, one of my favourites is actually go down to Westminster Pier and get on the boat to Greenwich. Oh, okay. Which is a lovely boat trip because you get to go and see all of the London Eye and you get to see all of Tower Bridge from underneath it and you get to see Canary Wharf and Tower of London and all of that. And then you get to Greenwich and if you go there on a Saturday or Sunday, they've got the markets. I assume the outdoor markets are still open. There's some really lovely pubs. It's a pretty little village. And then you can go to the Maritime Greenwich um, Greenwich Maritime museum where you know gmt is based yes um and so yeah there's lots you can do it's just a lovely little trip somebody was telling me about a cable car at greenwich yeah no it's not at greenwich it's the cable car goes from the 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 dome 
the O2 Dome, or I don't know what it's, whether it's called that, over towards Canary Wharf. So you can do that. There is a cable car there. The one oh. that Boris got stuck on. Oh, okay, okay. So yes, that's what that's what we're planning on doing now. We can't go. You can you could do the dome climb, which is you could take all the kids and climb up to the top of the dome. Okay, it's the nearest we get to Sydney Bridge, I guess. But yes. you, you literally can climb. So you carabined onto the side. If you've got a fear of heights, might not want to do it. <laughs> but it's quite a good one to do. And you know, I've done that. Sydney Harbour Bridge. You have. You were a guide. I, I was a guide, yes, yes, yes. But in between my corporate job and going into teaching, Can I, I just ask, was a guide, yeah. Why were you called a guide? There's only one way up and one way down. It's not like <laughs> you can go left or right. Where are we I going? Know. To the top. Oh, I wow, know. you're an amazing guide. I never knew we were going there. But actually, it was there's, there's parts of the Sydney Harbour Bridge where, the, you, the, you know, there's little, like, mesh parts and, and other parts and, and ladder parts where you, you are... It's for some people, you're literally guiding them up the steps. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you have anyone freeze? Yeah, yeah, yeah that would, yeah, that that would happen. And then what'd you do with them? So Chuck you, them off the side. So you try and <laughs> you try and talk them round. Obviously, um, it didn't happen very often to me because you know <laughs> <laughs> I was very good. <laughs> um, and uh, but on occasions where they could go no further, there was a protocol in place and they would have you would have to wait and they would have to become somebody would come out because obviously you're once you're hooked on latched on that's it there'd be certain parts that they could then get off you know you'd have to take your group back to that part yeah i mean you you know you see people going what what were you think what, what are you doing doing this to try and you know get over your fear of heights but you know some people you know it did happen occasionally um but then all the commentary so it's the commentary as well as you go across all, right. all the sydney commentary you provide anyway let's go to a song and then when we come back we're going to um hear about uh top jobs Top jobs. Top jobs for your teens. So if they haven't got themselves a job yet and um, and and they want to earn a little bit of money, then I've, we've got some ideas for some um, great jobs for them. So let's just have a song. We've got Things Can Only Get Better with Deary. But maybe you ain't never gonna feel this way. Never gonna know me, but I know you. Singing in our things can only get better.
School of Parenting um, with Rachel and Sam and we've got SJ's here for her show which is coming up. Um, So we said that we'd have a chat about summer jobs. So if if your teen hasn't got themselves a job yet, what are some jobs that they might be able to, uh, might manage to get that would introduce them to the workforce and um, they can just earn a bit of extra money um, so you're not funding all their activities and their shopping and so on. So, um, number one, now I think Sam mentioned this before, babysitting. Yes. So it's a great job because, one, we're all trying to get out, aren't we? And we've, uh, two, we've forgotten what what the babysitting rate is. So really you can just charge charge what you like. People are so desperate to get out. So, um, yeah, so so babysitting jobs. And uh, is that anything, is that something that you did? Did you no, have a babysitter? boys are never trusted with babysitting jobs. Oh, no. <laughs> it's such a, no. Really? Gen- is that true? Yeah. Is that a truth? It, it's you, well, okay, let me put it this way. Would you have employed a male nanny? Um, possibly, if I knew them. Yeah, they just aren't, right? So even if yeah. it's such a rare thing, males looking after children, I just don't think... I don't know why, because boys and girls at 16 have neither, neither have got experience. Yeah. But there is this thing that you go, female, it's nurturing, male's probably going to just forget the poor baby upstairs, oh, no. get on the Xbox and just leave it to gurgle. Oh. So, sadly, boys, don't bother, is my, maybe, my personal experience. Maybe not so much with, with babies, but perhaps kind of, maybe you've got children who are a bit older that you, that you can't leave alone, I'm thinking, you know, 10, that kind of age. Well, it comes down to that boogeyman scenario you worry that there's an older boy you don't know with your young daughter you just don't do it i look i i'll be clear as i can i wouldn't have a male babysitter or au pair 
Oh, okay. Not especially yeah. because I've got girls. Yes, yeah, you've got to. Yeah, so I've got a boy and a girl. Um, I suppose I'm, I'm hoping that maybe people that know my son, he can be quite caring. If they know him, I suppose if we've known people over the years, that Family might be... Family friends yes. may well employ him, but yes. I don't but think... otherwise, no. Okay. Well, good luck, mate. <laughs> he, he, he might... I've got a feeling he's not going to be interested anyway. Yeah. Okay, so, so babysitting, may, maybe if you're a girl, yes. you could do well at babysitting. Pet care. So if people are going away, I mean, lots of people, obviously, they have um, dog borders, um, which are already established. But maybe if it's one or two, you get, you're getting away. So maybe dogs, not just dogs. I mean, we, we've got rabbits. We're always looking for somebody to look after our rabbits. Uh, we also have chickens. So we had to organise somebody for the first time because we got chickens in lockdown. Because unlike rabbits, where you can just pop in once during the day, chickens have to be let out then they cleaned closed, out. closed at night again and cleaned out so actually that was um we our very very kind neighbors did that but hey, that was a bit of a commitment we've got an expert in the house by the way on chickens you know have you got farmer froom here oh right what do you do when you go away you've got you've got uh who who looks after them so we have um they're actually my mum's chickens because i live oh. in the apartment next door to them so we've got fatty b who's we've had for years she's gorgeous and then we have uh two little bantams who are very fluffy and very cute and and freckly and uh yeah they're out in the garden all the time so they just hang out in the garden with us the dog's fine with them the cat's fine with them but if mum and dad go away obviously i'll look after them but if we're all away then mum usually pays the neighbor's children or something to do it okay yeah so there we go there we go a great job because it doesn't it's it's not as um critical as a baby for babysitting, babysitting. No, because, okay. you know, the worst thing about pet sitting <laughs> is you worry that you're going to kill the pet, right? If you, Well, have you ever thought, you know, you look after someone's gerbil, you've never looked after a gerbil, and then they come back and they go, actually, you know your hamster or gerbil that you had? It died. And that would be my worry all that the happened, time. That happened to us, our Labrador, <gasps> Polly. Oh, not with your We dog. were looking after the Willoughby's mice. <laughs> And Tom was very particular about his mice. He's one of my oldest friends. I saw him at the weekend, actually. And um, the Labrador got the mice. So we let the parents know, but not the kids know. And we went and bought more mice. Oh, And I okay. don't think the children... They were my age, the children. So I don't think the kids... We all grew up together. I don't think they ever knew. But yeah, that did happen. And then I remember once, my partner at the time who had kids... I went over to see him and I took our two Labradors with us. And mm-hmm. I showed Polly, our Labrador, the mouse, just so she could sniff it. Down in one. No. Yeah, just swallowed it whole. It was, wor- and it was, it was my, my boyfriend's daughter's mouth. Oh, oh yeah. So, although thinking? I'm a real, well, I'm a farmer's daughter. Out, so Polly. I just thought, oh, there you go, Polly. You know, just a little sniff. I thought she's quite a nice there dog. There you go, Polly. They're the words of, <laughs> and it's yours to eat, my darling. And you didn't just show her the cage. You felt it was necessary to physically take them. Well, yeah, the, you know. The, the, the mice out of its safe environment. So uh, at, at the farm, we have our dogs out out when the rabbit the rabbits are out the yeah. chickens are out and they're all mm. fine together mm. and I just I think I was quite young at the time and a little bit foolish and just thought Polly might like just to say hello to the mouse <laughs> oh that's hilarious we did we did have a fish that 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 uh, that we came back and the fish had died but I think that yeah that wasn't wasn't so that's when you just put a carrot in the tank yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> why a carrot because it looks like a fish. Like the kids it, just walk past and think, oh, the fish is fine. Uh, Until you get a new one, you just put a slice of uh, carrot in there. Yeah. Okay, is that it. when you realise you needed glasses, Sarah? 
<laughs> no, I know people that have actually done that when their kids' fish has died, and by, by the time they send them off to school, put a carrot in the morning, and they don't notice, and oh, then go and okay. get another fish. Oh, right. Okay. Gotcha. Okay, so it's not a permanent thing. <laughs> All right. So, um, restaurant jobs we've spoken about because you've got your, your, your mm-hmm. daughters working in a restaurant, a pub. Lawn maintenance, so gardening. Um, Get lost. No kids touching my lawn. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's you, pristine. There is no way I'm going to put some 16-year-old kid up with my lawnmower. Not a hope in hell. Do you have a gardener? I do. Okay, of course. Why did I even need to ask that question? Okay, for those of you normal people out there listening that actually do your own gardening, like myself. I do my own gardening. I just... Um, yeah, that might be an idea. <laughs> so mowing the neighbour's lawns. Okay. Or a bit of weeding. I hate weeding, hate weeding, so a bit of weeding. Yeah, maybe not cutting back my best roses, but yeah. Yeah. Um, Instructor, teacher, instructor. Well, we mentioned that earlier. If they're into something like swimming, dancing, football, yep. they could they could help out, and obviously chores. And I mean, loads of us. I think we all um, probably across the whole of the um, the Thames Valley. There's all these community notice boards. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's great. They don't actually. I, you know, I mentioned these two uh, young lads who would come in and are asking for jobs. But actually, with these community notice boards, it's actually even easier now, isn't it? Get mum and dad to put a post up um, on these little village notice boards, offering, you know, whatever it is you might fancy doing, then you can earn, earn yourself a little bit of pocket money. So hopefully that's helped you. Uh, some ideas there. Thank you to those of you that got in contact, that emailed in. Um, Rachel at river.radio if you've got any more suggestions over the coming weeks for things um, that you can do with your teenagers now they're at home uh, with all their exams over coming up in the show next week we're hoping to talk to a couple of um, educationalists um, so teachers and also education specialists on um just what's going to what's going on with the exams obviously our teachers have had to had a massive job submitting um, all this evidence and the grades for our children uh, there's obviously a whole, whole protocol that department for education um, have put out there's evidence that has got to be um, submitted to each exam center for each subject so it's a lot of work our teachers and head teachers have been involved in um, but we're talking about what what happens, you know, when the results do come out, what what might the appeal process be? Um, yeah, so just from a parent perspective, but also from a teacher's perspective. So join us next week on School of Parenting. Let's finish with So Young, The Cause. i